Welcome to Millennial Pagan Podcast, the podcast that's discussing hot topics and issues surrounding the pagan world from a millennial perspective. We're your hosts, Autumn Wolf and Jarrah Stone, and we have uh, actually the local coordinator for Phoenix Pagan Pride and repeat guest and repeat guest. We have Miss Lara with us. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome back. Thank you. How have you been since the last time we saw you? So busy. So busy. So busy. We're getting close to Phoenix Pagan Pride Day. Has we, it, yes. Has it really almost been a year? It yeah. Really has. Oh man. We got like For three real. months. Oh jeez. It's less than together. three months. Oh goodness, why did you say that? Yeah. I have. It's that- like fifty-four days or something like that. <sighs> I have our banner. That's it, guys. Sorry. <laughs> we'll just have a banner and our smiling faces. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so Lara's back to talk about a new topic this time. The theme for Phoenix Pagan Pride Day 2019 is... The Triple Goddess. So we're going to talk about what is the triple goddess. Uh, If you guys have been studying paganism or witchcraft for a long time, skip ahead all the way to the halftime show, and then we'll actually talk about pagan pride stuff, or keep a listen. You might learn something you've never known before. Everybody else, get ready to learn stuff. Well, I learned stuff I didn't even know. Oh, well, then don't skip ahead. Yeah, don't skip ahead. (laughs) Don't skip ahead. There were things. Listen to the whole episode. Yes. The whole thing. Definitely. Yay. All right. So what is the basic like definition of the triple goddess in neo-paganism? So the basic definition, usually when people talk about the triple goddess, real basic, they're talking about the phases of the moon, waxing, full, and waning. People also talk about the maiden the nymph and the mother or the maiden mother and the crone Mm -hmm. or people in general if uh if you're talking about the romans uh the goddess diana Mm -hmm. she was considered a triple goddess she was a goddess of the hunt the moon and the underworld um if you're talking about celtic triple goddess they're usually they talk about brigid or the morrigan or Mm -hmm. caridwin um it's basically you're talking about the divine trinity. Right. And that can also apply to Christianity's divine trinity, it too. It absolutely does. But obviously not a goddess. Right. Per se. So um, you said a word that I'm not familiar with, the nymph. What is that? Oh, should we just start talking about the different... You want to talk about nymphs? Phases. <laughs> nymphs? Sure. Nymphs? So- it does sound um, dangerous. So just just the basic, well, a, a nymph, a lot of people will consider nymph as something like, uh, they're in the same, um, and some people are going to argue with me, I don't care. That's fine. Nymphs are in the same category as like a sprite, mm-hmm. or a fairy, or the fae. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's somebody who likes to cause trouble. Um, and they have a lot of fun. That's, that's something that, uh, that Robert Graves had mentioned. That's his term that he uses, the nymph. Right. Um, but everybody has their own definition. Uh, some people will think of the story of Persephone, Mm -hmm. uh, Demeter, who is the mother of Persephone. Mm -hmm. So there's the mother, the maiden, 
and then uh, the crone would be Hecate. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a lot of def- different definitions. There, there was also something that I read not that long ago. I tried to find it online, but I couldn't find it. Somebody was actually saying that she was um, offended by the meaning of the triple goddess because it's so outdated. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that from that perspective. Um, but it's really, really all in one's interpretation of it. Right. Right. I, I know. But um, in fact, that um, we, there was a conversation about that when you posed this as the um, option for the theme. And I was like, you guys are missing the point. Right. So the reason why we have the poster the way we do, it's you see an image of three people and you can see them as three women. Some people might see them as three men. You can, you, but you get to see them as however you want. Mm-hmm. They can be black, white, green, purple, or red. It doesn't matter. Right. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to represent whatever it is that you feel drawn to. Mm-hmm. Because one of my favorite sayings is ours, uh, there's more than one way up the mountain. Mm-hmm. There's not, there's not one way. So, you know, everybody gets to see, you're not subjected to something that is somebody else's image of what they think this is. Right. It can be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And then some people, their, uh, their opinions change. They learn or they don't learn or, um, you know, anything can happen. So I, I wanted it that way specifically so anybody could see it the way that they wanted to. Right. Right. Of course. And yeah, I, I, I know the conversation you're talking about. Someone got very offended and I went, mm, okay, we're going to stop talking about it for a while. I know. And I was like, you're missing a great learning opportunity because mm-hmm. at least guys who don't already know or listeners who don't already know, this is something that you learn pretty much basically in your first intro book, what is the triple goddess made mother crone. And so that's 101 basic knowledge and it's a great way to have a bridge for people to come into and then you offer things that that vary and widen their knowledge base Mm -hmm. and that that's the same thing you don't walk into a library or a school or a museum and you get the like college professor level knowledge you get the intro and then you dive deeper into the museum or whatever you're learning and you get more and more and that i think your approach or picking that theme is a good idea for the large majority of the community it suits and fits everybody well i'm going this way for a very specific Mm -hmm. reason because last year if you'll remember um the theme was the traveler Mm-hmm. or the hero's journey right it was about going through the doorway and making a discovery of something new mm-hmm. this year it's about the triple goddess um next year i already have the theme for next year i'll tell you what it is oh everybody the, ready the theme for next year is going to be the horned god and the green man Ooh, i like it yes wow and so, that's so. really great because we're on the cusp it when we're right yep mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited uh, like really excited about that because I've, I've kind of started studying a little bit about the green man just because uh recently i i I came kind of to the interpretation that uh 
pretty much a, a character, a beloved character of mine, Hagrid from the Harry Potter series, is kind of a homage to the Green Man. Mm. And uh, so it's kind of like one of those. I'm, I'm going to be studying it a lot more now. <laughs> I actually have a story about the Green Man that my aunt experienced not that long ago. Was it be okay if I share it? Real of quick? course. Yeah. So my aunt Carol, who lives in Virginia, she lives on blue mountain mm-hmm. she does the same stuff that we do right she dreams for people she dreams seeing them in light she dreams seeing them getting better achieving their goals whatever um she's also an artist mm-hmm. and she is really really close to nature mm-hmm. so she told me about this one time when she was very very ill she thought she was going to pass away and She communes with nature and with uh, all of the animals that are around her property. So she was lying in bed, feeling miserable, and then she looked outside and there was this green orb. And it came through her window and went into her stomach and it healed her. And she saw the image of the green man. And she said it was like... uh, it was kind of like he was giving her all the necessary herbs to heal her. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It was wow. pretty amazing. Awesome. So going back to the triple goddess, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and start with like, how would you teach that class as a one-on-one class, the triple goddess? Let's just go ahead and do it that way. Okay. So. <laughs> and we'll interject our, our basic questions and experienced questions as is. I I would probably start with really simple. I would start off with, well, triple goddess. Usually, you know, we talked about how people talked about the phases of the moon. Mm -hmm. And then we would go into Celtic mythology. Right. Um, And I would talk about the goddess Brigid. Okay. Brigid Brigid is um, the goddess of healing, smithcraft, and poetry. Right. So that's why she's a triple goddess. Uh more the morrigan Mm -hmm. is one of three sisters right uh is also one of three sisters um and then you can this there are a lot of different aspects i think probably the best way to do it would be just to tell people a bunch of different stories (laughs) from um from greek mythology um because they talked about there was one i came upon today where they talked about I think it was Hera, Aphrodite, and Athena was also okay. known as a triple goddess. Uh-huh. So I can see that. Um, but that's probably how I would go about it. All right. Awesome. So um, in your experience, if you had to define a maiden or the maiden goddess, what would you... Maiden is someone who is uh, anywhere from the age of 12 to... 17 mm-hmm. that's somebody who hasn't been touched by anyone anywhere from the age of 18 till i'll say 35 mm-hmm. would be the mother or maybe a little bit older would be the mother right and then from 55 on would be the crone and then there are some people who crone earlier than others or they're never a mother but they're still considered mothers of other things like mother of dragons 
<laughs> Very true. Mother yeah. of cats or dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be mother of a person. Right. It can be anything. Yeah, it could also be a mother of experience, too. Mm-hmm. Could be that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mother of the group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Den mother, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you roll your eyes right. like, I know these. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like everybody right. that I work with, I'm like, yeah, I know. I remember when I was your age. <laughs> <laughs> so which goddesses would you list as maidens? I think Diana's a good maiden. Mm-hmm. Um, Aphrodite could go either way. Right. Athena, maybe. There's, there's a lot of different goddesses that could be maidens. Mm-hmm. The mothers, we already said, Bridget fits in motherhood. Right. Demeter, we already said, fits in motherhood. God, um, nature goddesses are usually mothers. Isis. She would be a mother, Mm -hmm. definitely. Right. Astarte. Mm -hmm. Um, Medusa. Mm -hmm. I would call her a mother. Um, And then the crone would be the obvious ones. Caradrine could be a mother or a crone. Mm -hmm. Um, Hecate would be the crone. Friend of the podcast and previous guest, Carol Brown's new book, Queen of Swords and Silence, published by Three Fates Press, is now available in paperback and for the Kindle through Amazon. A literal man-eater, Ghost was born, damaged. A Valkyrie without a purpose. Working as an enforcer and servant to the grumpy master of the Well of Knowledge doesn't leave Ghost a lot of time to dwell on the small staff. Like why her Valkyrie sisters call her an abomination why Odin has abandoned her, or why her possessed sword silence can't figure out a simple haku. When she's hired to assassinate a mythic gone bad, her problems continue to multiply. Not only are mythics disappearing, but she has been tasked to retrieve a missing book from Odin that leaves her with a lot more questions than answers. Ghost discovers there's a lot more going on behind the scenes of the mythic realm than she once thought. Ghost doesn't take responsibility for her actions often. But when she does, it's because she doesn't want the world to end. If you like Harry Dresden, Marcy Tompkins, or Kate Daniels series, you'll enjoy Queen of Swords and Silence. So, oh, it's something you. else that I just thought of. Somebody else was saying that, uh, like Arthurian mm-hmm. maidens that could be maiden under crone. Oh, I thought that was interesting. Like who in Arthurian legend would be? Like it would be Guinevere. Mm-hmm. Lady of the Lake. Okay. Yeah. I guess it. Yeah. There. There would. Yeah. I could see that. Could Mor- Would then Morgan Le Fay be the crone? I would have to say. Yeah. I don't know who else it would be. Unless you put um, Guinevere as the mother, and then the Lady of the Lake as the crone. You could but do then that. that wouldn't. Hmm. But there's, the there's so much that's open for discussion for who could be what. So. Right, yeah. And that's an ongoing thing, so. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said before, it's all going to be mostly open to interpretation, how you want to take it and how you want to how you want to roll with it. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. certain goddesses that are classically labeled, yeah. but then, I mean, why not break the classics? Mm-hmm. Which, and then yeah. there are other goddesses that you work with. They might tell you, no, oh, I'm... no this is what I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's what they are to you and not right. mm-hmm. anybody else. Mm-hmm. 
and that's okay too right right you know, I, I find it. I uh, actually found it really interesting because this year I, I went to a California witch camp, mm-hmm. and we were studying Hecate. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, the the most prolific visage of Hecate is the is the three goddesses, the the triple goddess. So when I when I found out that you know we were kind of going with this uh, this theme this year for uh, for pagan pride, it's like okay, yeah, all right, I'm listening now. Mm-hmm. Let's. Uh, Let's go ahead and roll with this. Right. Yeah. I almost got um, a crossroads Hecate pillar on my arm instead of what I have. Mm -hmm. And all black and white. And now that after I've been such a wuss about what I have, I was like, (laughs) oh, I'm glad I didn't choose that. Ow. Yeah. I got got my my Hecate on me, my Hecate symbol now. I know. Yeah. I love it. So what was one of your favorite stories that you read while preparing for us? I would say the story of Persephone. Okay. And that's actually a really good point. Maybe we should go over that for people because Wendy Rule, who will also be at Phoenix Pagan Pride's new album, is Persephone and the story of Persephone. Right. And also Mm -hmm. uh, Noah Brown, who's Mm going to be doing story time for the kids, is going to do the story of Persephone. Awesome. And then um, Kayleen... Kellyanna. Kellyanna has a really good um, Persephone. Persephone song, too. So She does. I love it. It's going through my head right now. So, so pomegranates <laughs> time, guys. Yeah. Yep. So the story of Persephone. Let's, we could do that together. Go ahead okay. and start. So story of Persephone. Once upon a time, there was a goddess named Demeter, and she had her daughter, Stephan- uh, Persephone. Yeah, Stephanie. <laughs> Corey. <laughs> right. Cora. Yeah. Right. And Cora so, meant maiden. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and they lived together happily. And then one day, Persephone, um, she was playing in a meadow and she got tricked to eat uh, the pomegranate. No, the pomegranate was later. Oh, yeah. It was much later. She was- You're going to have to take over because <laughs> okay. I'm just not doing so great today. No, I understand. Guys, we're actually recording on a different day than we normally do. Yeah. So last episode, remember all that silliness? <laughs> we're just going to keep boiling it down. But so in the classic story, or the story you've probably heard, is that Persephone's playing in a meadow and Hades sees her and desires her as a object as a thing that he wants to own as a young maiden female um the classical story as it's written down does include rape i'm going to go with a lot of neo-pagan females these days and go maybe her mom just didn't like her boyfriend Mm. that's okay (laughs) because her boyfriend was technically her uncle Technically. 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 Persephone, or at this point in the story, Corey is the child of Demeter and Zeus. So, yes, Hades being Zeus's brother means that she eventually marries her uncle. Um, What she spends time in the underworld, questionable amounts of time, because Demeter becomes extremely distraught. There's years and years of time where Demeter refuses to allow things to grow and bloom as the goddess of the earth and nature. It's a pretty big deal because then humans are dying of famine, drought, 
so on and so forth, yard, yard, yard. And at one point, Demeter settles down in a place and the humans build her a temple and she kind of gets really kind of closed off and like mopey and she has her temple, Liverulno. <laughs> but as she's searching for her daughter, um, she makes a friend who can travel both through the world of the living and the world of the dead. And that friend has a lantern. Yes. And that friend is Hecate. Is Hecate. And this is one of like three times that Hecate is actually written down. So the fact that she has such a huge following these days is a testament to her survival. Mm-hmm. And um, in some of the old, old classical ones, she's not a crown. She's a maiden as well and is close friends with Persephone in the underworld while she's in the underworld. Um, One major point, Persephone, the whole time she's in the underworld, refuses to eat because she knows if she eats, she's stuck there. And so Hecate travels with Demeter in the underworld. They find Persephone. Persephone says, yeah, I'm here with Hades and he wants me to be his wife and I haven't ate anything yet. Don't worry. So Demeter goes to Zeus and she's like, Zeus, what the fuck? can you fix this? This is my kid. And he's like, I really need you to start making things green because people are dying and they're not worshiping me. Yeah. And it's a problem because it's all about Zeus. It really is all about Zeus. Yes, it is. <laughs> so Demeter's like, well, I need my kid. Give me my kid back and I'll start making things green. And Zeus is like, all right, Hades, can you do something? He's like, no, she's my wife, man. Don't take away my girlfriend. We're having a really awesome sleepover. <laughs> Like, imagine with the blue hair and the no! Right? Yep. So. I'm, I'm seeing, like, a, like an 80s teenage drama movie. Thank you. <laughs> so Persephone is being played by Molly Ringwald? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> that looks shaking his head like, yes! Yes. So. Eddie Murphy is Hades. Yeah, so. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Scarred for life, you guys. Yeah. Oh, so I glad I wasn't drinking it. water at that point. <laughs> no, Johnny Depp. Ooh. Ooh 80s Johnny Depp. <laughs> Zeus. John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just made I, I just make that look In just like cringe. <laughs> yes. In, In a Zeus suit. suit. Yep. <laughs> a white Zeus suit with a gold tie. Yeah. And and he has to have a silver tie back or what's the thing that they slip on to keep the tie straight? Tie pin. Tie pin, yes, with a little lightning bolt. <laughs> Talog doesn't like me right now. Anyway, so Zeus is like, dude, you really need to give it back and give her back her daughter. Like people are starving and dying and nobody's worshipping me. This is really messing up my image. So Hades is like, fine, all right, all right. He goes back down to the underworld and he says, all right, your mom wants you back. Now, if you're thinking of the possibility of the rape story, starving, broken, distraught, Cora is just, yay, I'm going to my mother. And he's like, for your strength, eat this pomegranate. Or you're thinking, damn, I have to go see my mom. All right, fine. What am I going to tell her? All right. Uh, oh, that's a pomegranate? I like pomegranates. Um, I'll have six seeds. I mean, I am kind of hungry. Snack time's been long since two months ago. So she, either way, she eats six seeds. 
And when she gets up to the world of the living and this comes about to be knowledge to Zeus and Demeter, it, they're both very distraught because that kind of breaks the thing Demeter and Zeus had. And he goes, okay, well, that technically means that she belongs in the underworld. So Zeus is like, all right, all right, all right. She only had six seeds. For six months out of the year, she will be with Hades. For six months out of the year, she'll be with Demeter. And so that's how we have the seasons. And that's the story of how the seasons go about. Ancient and, custody battle. Right? I need to go visit my mom. <laughs> but um, when her name comes about as Persephone and the duality of this maiden goddess is that Persephone means the destroyer or the bringer of destruction. Cora means maiden and flower goddess. So a lot of those memes that you've been seeing that she's both the maiden of spring and flowers and, and destruction and death. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she really is. And she holds that in duplicity, that duplicity really awesomely. And then all the other people saying that, can we get the marriage counseling before the world ends, please? <laughs> I also agree with that. <laughs> yeah. All I can hear in my head right now is John Travolta. Oh no, with the Zeus. That's it. <laughs> He's dancing. Well, <laughs> and this is how, you know, how he does. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, no, the point. Sh the disco point. Oh, the disco points the lightning. Yeah, that's the lightning. Oh. Okay, guys, while we try and get the image of John Travolta's Zeus <laughs> out of our heads, we're going to go ahead and take a short break. Millennial Pagan Podcast is exclusively supported by Patreon. Listeners like you can gain great benefits from your favorite show, such as... At $1 a month, you get a personalized shout-out at the end of the next full-length episode. At $5 a month, you receive a thank you card in the mail with a Millennial Pagan Podcast button and sticker enclosed. Additionally, $5 a month supporters have access to our monthly 30-minute minisodes. Patreon supporters are also the first to learn about new and exciting updates to Millennial Pagan Podcast. More benefits and exclusive content to come. All right, and we're back. Uh, so just really quick before we get into the second half of the show, I just want to uh, just say a little bit of a th uh, thank you and hello to a couple of friends that uh, met over at Sobleton Con this weekend. Uh, pretty much just wanted to say hi and thank you for stopping by the booth and saying, uh, saying hi to me and recognizing who I was from this show, even though I am just a faceless nobody. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a faceless nobody. You're a hairy faceless yes. nobody. Yes, I am a hairy faceless nobody. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely get in contact with us, uh, support us, and you know, just spread the word. You guys are doing awesome out there. Yep. If you want to be technical, he's a haggard, faceless nobody. That is true. Uh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Technicalities. All right. I've I've been corrected. So, uh, so we we kind of talked a little bit about uh, about you know the triple goddess and kind of going into the the aspects of it. Mm -hmm. Um. But of course, what we really want to talk about as well during the second half, <gasps> yes, is pagan pride. Phoenix Pagan Pride Day yes. 2019. So you've kind of hinted that you got a lot of awesome things about to go on that's different from last year. Oh my gosh. Well, this year I've actually had more time to prepare because last yeah. year, last year I uh, I only had six months. Right. So, so this year, 12. This year, I've had the full month, the whole year. And I started planning last year. Um, like, I already know what I want to do. Um, so... I'm going to, so before I get into that, I just want to mention real quick that I'm going to be going to 
Town Fall Fest in Tucson in two weeks. And this year it's going to be at Mystic Candles and Metaphysical. Um, I have that posted up on the Facebook site. Um, and I'm going to be promoting Pagan Pride. And I'm also going to be giving a talk on manifestation, candle magic, and empaths. Nice. Awesome. So for any uh, Tucson listeners or anybody who's going down there, come by and say hi. Yeah. You should definitely go because it'll be a super fun time. Awesome. Yeah. So... And that was the one, the first event that we as a prod podcast was out in the wild. Yeah. So yeah, definitely go check them out. That's Tucson area witches and pagans fall yeah. festival. Right. Awesome. Hey, I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> also on October fifth at North Mountain Park, we're having a chili cook-off and raffle for Phoenix. It's a fundraiser Pride for Phoenix Pagan Pride. Mm-hmm. So I hope you guys can come out and join us. It'll be a super fun times. Um, so anyway, okay, so now I'm going to talk about Pagan Pride. Pride! Okay. (laughs) Yay! So, so much going on this year. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this year, like last year, we're having three ceremonies. We're having morning, midday, and afternoon. The morning ceremony is going to be done by Alexis Showers, and she is the owner of, I'm scrolling to it. Uh, the Crow and Owl. It's an apothecary at Central and Thomas. Um, so she's going to be doing our morning ritual. She will also be on Millennial Pagan Podcast, our next full-length episode. Da, 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 da. Da, nice. da, da, da. <laughs> uh, midday ritual is going to be done by um, Arizona. Oh, crap. Sacred Spiral. Sacred Spiral Church of Arizona. They have such a long name. I get tangled up in the beginning and the middle. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then. um, And they're a non-denominational pagan church. Yes, they are. And then our evening ceremony is going to be headed by Courtney Weber. Oh, Courtney Weber. And And what what has she written her latest book, she, let's see, she's the author of Terror Advisor, uh, which author, Terror Advisor, and Activist, and, here we go, The in fact, her, her book, The Morrigan, is going to be coming out at that time, she should have copies of it. Woo! Awesome. I'm going to have to buy that. Yes. And Izzy's going to have to buy that, our previous guest on Celtic Reconstructive Religions. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's three really awesome rituals. Mm Mm-hmm. We have have some really fantastic musicians that are going to be there this year. Yes. We're going to have Kelliana Gerard. Who's very well known. I, I was actually pretty surprised. I didn't realize how well known she was out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenna Green. Who is a. Um, a harpist. Mm-hmm. She is a. Emmy nominated. Songwriter. For a. Independent film. Mm-hmm. We also have. Wendy Rule. Yep, who we just said in her most recent album is Persephone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
we're also going to have Celia Ferran. And if you haven't seen her, she's absolutely fantastic. She's a lot of fun to watch. She's very, very involved with the audience. She's mm-hmm. amazing. And then um, we have another musician who's a guitarist. His name is Adam Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been around for a while. We also have, um, this is something that I wanted last year. We're going to have it this year. We're going to have Wandering Minstrels. Yeah. Um, and our Wandering Minstrels this year are going to be previous guests. Far from home. Far from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just a blast. They're so fun. As you guys heard on our Polly th- uh, Polyamory episode. Yep. And uh, heads up, Tim will be coming back for a history lesson in October. Nice. So then we also have, um, we have, uh, Goblin Market's going to be back. Yep, like last year. For those of you who aren't familiar, uh, they're going to have a table that's going to be full of all kinds of different odds and ends Mm -hmm. for you to trade. They don't take money. So you can trade marbles, feathers, string, an idea or a dream, or a thought. It sounds kind of funny, but... Uh, the kids love it. The kids yeah. love it. He's a lot of fun. Robert's yep. a really great guy. Mm-hmm. Or the market master. I should call him the market master. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in full costume. He looks so fantastic, if you guys haven't seen it. In fact, he uh, he got invited out to Labyrinth of Jareth this year. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool to hear about. Because he went out last year and they wanted him back, so. Yeah. And then for other Arizona natives, I know you have a storyteller who's been at Arizona Ren Fair. Yeah, his name is Noah Brown, and he's going to tell the story of Persephone to the kids. Right. Great, great guy. Great storyteller. Oh, yeah, he's so fun. He is. He's Shakespearean, so it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. And he's Mm going to be in tent number three at 10 a.m. Um, no, I, I, I yes. have I have one big question. What? Because I just want to make sure that we're going to be getting some of the best hot dogs that I've ever had. <laughs> oh! I just want to make sure he's coming back. He is coming back. He practically like signed the check of make me come back next year before. Yeah. He had so much fun. No, oh, he yeah. did. Nick is fam- he's family now. Good. <laughs> so he's coming back. Uh, Der worst hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Last, which are yeah yeah their best hot dogs yeah <laughs> the worst hot dogs are the best hot dogs right yeah. last year there was a little bit of a debacle i don't know if we said it in our uh episode on recapping our pride um venture was that you ha- were supposed to have like three other food vendors yeah the Everybody, other two flaked out yeah and so he kind of was the only show in town he had vegetarian and vegan options which i didn't know so and, that was that was nice to know so this year he's going to be 
Oh, yeah. Like, at one point when I went up, I asked him, I was like, how are you doing? He's like, oh, this is great. I was like, have you made your money back? He's like, I don't even care anymore. This is the funnest thing ever. I've sent people back to the store to get more food. Yeah. He he sold out, like, twice. He made his bank, most definitely, and he had a great time doing it. So, heads up if you know somebody who has a food truck or something that wants to get in on this action. It's worth it. Don't flake out on us. We had so much fun. We actually, uh, I'm meeting with Jerry Group on Wednesday. Ooh. We're going to be uh, finalizing all of that stuff. So we're going to have at least one more food truck and a sweet truck. Sweets. And next year I told her we need to have a coffee truck. <laughs> I came with a 32 ounce iced coffee when I got there. Uh, so yeah. we, we might we might just have to bring a bring a coffee maker. Yeah. Just ha- have it set up tap my vein come on i needed it by the end of the day um by the way guys i know we're talking a lot about like last year and maybe some things you don't know about we did a couple of different episodes last year that you might want to go back and listen to if you haven't already the first time lara was on we explained what exactly is peg and pride the organization how to get in touch with them and how to build your own at home and then uh we had our recap after we were there and we also recorded an episode while there we're going to be doing both those things again this year so like spoilers on great stuff to come so many spoilers oh yeah oh and yeah we're, we're gonna be there too so yeah well of course say hi yeah <laughs> we're gonna have an awesome booth it's gonna look fantastic oh and you guys are gonna be interviewing kelliana and wendy rule yeah mm-hmm. while there and jenna so i'm excited it's gonna I be know. amazing when wendy confirmed i was like <laughs> Girl, yay! I was like, yay! <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make sure to bring my uh, my conductor wand. Oh, because I I have a wand specifically for music magic. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something that I, I want to want to bring and have them. You know, just kind of just give a little little magic into as well. Yeah, just have it out while people are playing. Oh, stuff Because yeah. we'll be right there next to the music too. So oh, while yeah. you're enjoying <laughs> the music, you can come and say hi. We're also going to have a, the way that we're going to have the food trucks set up Mm -hmm. this year, we're going to have them in the same area. Right. But across from the food trucks, we're going to have a seating area with a couple of tents. So not every, you don't have to buy your food and then walk around and eat it if you don't want to. There'll be seating for a good number of people. Yay. What else? Kelly, we have a bunch of workshops like uh, Kellyanna is going to do a workshop. It's called Ancestral Journey Chant Circle. Ooh. And what else are we going to have? We're going to have a, another woman, Bella McDermott. She's going to talk about... Come on, see more. I do want to see more. Bella McDermott is going to talk about... Pagan is as pagan does. Every moment is magical. We have Renee Demoiselle. A previous guest. Yes. <laughs> she's going to be doing her talk about badass chicks of mythology. Ooh, that's going to be fun, guys. We're going to have talks on Reiki. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. We also have... Um, who else are we going to have? So we have... I have to say that we have a lot of new people and we also have some people who have been part of the community 
who previously weren't at Pride. Mm-hmm. Um, like somebody new to the well, not really new to the community, but she has her uh, a new space, mm-hmm. uh, Zombie Apothecary. Ooh, yeah. And she's she has a lot of Santorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing. Nice. Yeah. Really, really amazing shop. If you haven't been there, you walk in and you feel comfortable right away. Yay. Now, I know we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, about the triple goddess and kind of kind of giving like a like a one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be like a little bit of an advanced course? Yeah, Autumn's going to be teaching that. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Nice. I'm so- going to be teaching expanding the triple goddess. Um, a lot of my source material is going to be jailbreaking the goddess by schnapps i was unprepared see so, yeah, I'm, I'm in. so yeah by schnapps i like it <laughs> and we still have two actually we have one space open for somebody if anybody wants to do a workshop one of them filled up today and then uh my my workshop coordinator cynthia she said solera so you want to do and i said no <laughs> no i'm gonna be too busy sunshine Probably. ask her yeah We'll we'll ask her when the when we go out. A lot of my source material is going to be um, based in Jailbreaking the Goddess, the work uh, by Lara Firefox Allen. Okay. Yep. So it's more of an expansion on what is the Triple Goddess. How does modern neo-paganism look at it and kind of make it fit? more of how the world is changing, how gender roles are changing, and all that loveliness. So one of the surprises that that I was very, I was really shocked about, uh, that I found out the other day, uh, Genevieve from Zombie Apothecary told me that she's going to be sharing her space Mm -hmm. with Jan Ross Books and Gifts. Ooh! And if you don't know who Jan Ross is, you need to look her up because that she's been part of part of the community for years and years. Uh, last year, I went up to their shop to give them a poster, and the girl that was there didn't seem like she was really interested. And like, okay, whatever. And now all of a sudden, you know what? I think I want to be interested, and I I want to be a part of it. And I went, all right, cool. Um. <laughs> And then somebody else, another shop who signed up, which really surprised me, was Vision Quest. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Nice. So, big surprise. Lots of big surprises this year. Yep. And for those of you who have um, troubling skin, I know the half-assed hippie will be there as well. And her um, soaps are specially blended for people who have, like, rosacea and... Eczema. Thank you. Yeah, eczema and um, other types of just bad, irritated skin problems, mm. like mine. <laughs> or is mine irritating? A little column A, a little column B. All right, so um, we're also going to have a, a kid's area this year again like we did last year and i think there's a, a specific fairy who's going to be running it yes although she's it's the fairy formerly known as siggy we could go that way okay <laughs> all right i have not seen the fairy formerly known as siggy she, for a while well that's not what she's calling herself she's 
she's changed her name. She's rebranded herself. So, oh, congratulations. Her name, her name is Ash. Okay. And she's running the kids' booth. Uh, please remember that my volunteers are not babysitters. Yes. Please make sure if you're bringing your kid to the kids' booth to draw, to make art, or whatever it is that they're going to be doing, please make sure that you're with within ears range. Um, Don't just drop them off. Yeah, I won't be happy about that. No, no. And we talked a lot about that last year, and we probably should have talked about that in our Don't Be a Dick episode. I mean, uh, how to prepare for a pagan (laughs) event episode. (laughs) Yes. We did call it Don't Be a Dick a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is. It is. is. Call it how you see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How not to be a dick at a pagan public event. Don't push people out of the way. Yeah, no. Be polite. Hold open doors and stuff like that. Lines are okay. Right? It's Mm -hmm. fine to be in the line the proper way. Right? Also, don't chew out your your reader, your tarot reader. Or make them keep you longer than needed. Oh, gee. Yeah. So we're going to have the spirit room again this year. So the people who are in the spirit room are readers and healers who are donating their time Mm -hmm. um, to give you a reading or a healing. And tips are nice. They're not necessary, but you're allowed to tip them Mm -hmm. a couple bucks. Um, We also have other readers and healers who are going to be in that area. So what I'm calling that area this year is the the self-care space. That's where um, you can go and get a a reading or a healing. Mm -hmm. And then you can go. We have a Kelly Green Nails and Spa is going to be there this year. They're going to do mini manis and facials. Oh. And then after you get your mini mani and facial, you can go next door to uh i think what is she called hold on dark moon henna get a little bit of henna jara i think you're i'm leaving you at the booth but i i want henna too okay you can get henna (laughs) we'll get henna together wait (laughs) we can't do that mostly tal looks like no don't leave him (laughs) sorry guys we can't leave sound guy for you guys to go and like um hoard and rip clothes off and i've got his sweatband it's from hercules yeah disney child (laughs) so then we're also i think last year remember we talked about having a dragon egg hunt yes Mm -hmm. it didn't go over right right it was, uh, sorry about that. But this year, I've been working very closely with Stormwinds HQ, and there is going to be a dragon hunt this year. Dragon egg hunt. Dragon egg hunt, and we're going to, um, more on that as it becomes available. I did post nice. it on the Facebook site, and you can go on and take a look at it. Um, there's going to be three different hunts. Mm-hmm. There'll be a map, there'll be clues. It'll be fun. You'll get to see what kind of dragon egg that you could possibly win. Nice. And she makes them all. Wow. So that sounds like there's going to be a lot of really awesome things at Phoenix Pagan Pride Day this year, which is going to be at Steel Indian School Park in, well, Phoenix. And that's going to be on November... Second. Second from... Nine to five. So come check it out. 
We'll obviously be there, as we've said m- numerous times. A bunch of really awesome people are going to be there. People we've talked to, people we haven't talked to yet, mm-hmm. but are going to. We're going to be recording a really awesome show for you guys who are way too far remote. But, you know, if you're in the vicinity, if it's a drive that you can make, do it. Um, we're going to have some free buttons and stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, we're just we're going to have fun. We want to meet you guys. So yeah. drop us a line. Come visit our booth. And we we might even do a couple of uh, live, like Facebook live things on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And um, your mini sode, or at least Patreon supporters, will have a video of my class. I don't know if it'll be the whole class. Just um, technology pending. Yeah. <laughs> How, how the technology works is how that's going to happen. Obviously, we'll post plenty of pictures on our Instagram. So those get, those peeps out there that are listening, are, that are going, I'm way too far away, but your pride sounds awesome. Yeah, we'll post some stuff. Um, I have to apologize to my Atlanta family that you guys don't get a pride this year. And I'm really know. sorry. Yeah, the organizers had a little bit of a problem with their location. So they said that we're going to focus 100% on 2020. So when I saw that i was like oh but our pride's gonna rock so buy plane tickets get out here yeah yeah definitely really uh we got there's a lot of really great pagan people in atlanta that i kind of want to just drag out here and kidnap for a little while like spiral rhythm and some other people so shout out to them i actually got contacted by somebody not long ago who asked about camping out for pagan pride and i'm like yeah, no. It's <laughs> in the middle of the city, so... Camping out would be in the Hilton. Yeah, that would have to be it. Yep. So, we're going to say thank you to Rad Rambo and Tara for your Patreon support. Thank, thank you, you thank you. Um, if you are a $5 donator, uh, please be patient. Your items will be in the mail very shortly. And, Jira, where can they find you on the interwebs? Of course, you can uh, always find me on my Instagram. That's Haggard underscore Hagrid underscore cosplay. Uh, just put up a bunch of new pictures on there. So if you guys want to take a look, look at look and follow. Mm-hmm. And, of course, on Twitter at Jira Stone. Awesome. Okay. And, Lara, where can they find out more about Phoenix Pagan Pride Day or even yourself? They can find out more about Phoenix Pagan Pride Day if they go on to Facebook paganpridephoenix.com is our website uh, if you want to find out more about me my business is Laris Tangled Web mm-hmm. I make dream catchers and I teach uh, classes regularly at Everything Just Rocks which is another one of our major sponsors um, I also have to mention our third biggest sponsor Woo-hoo! which is Fantasia Crystals thank you Fantasia Fantasia is an awesome place. I would totally suggest it for people who are looking for a place to get just pagan books. Mm-hmm. Uh, me being the book nerd, I walk in there and I'm like, oh. I took Sunshine there for the first time ever a couple of weeks ago. She was like, so many books. Yes. Yeah. They actually just donated a large amount of books to us <gasps> for a raffle. Oh, nice. oh no. It was all stuff that they didn't have room for anymore because they were bringing in new uh, releases. So. Yay. That's awesome. I'm going to go in there. I have some oldies but goodies on my mm-hmm. need list, so I'm so excited. <laughs> all right. And, of course, you guys can find me at WordPress at 
Iron Wolf Circle. And you can find me on the Twitter as Autumn Wolf and on Facebook as Autumn Wolf. And our Instagram is Millennial Pagan Podcast or Pagan Pod. You can also find us at Twitter as Pagan Pod and on Facebook at Millennial Pagan Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and feel free to drop us a line. Also, I'm making a shout out. Please, wherever you're listening to us, give us a five star review. It really helps. Yes, yes, it does. So thank you and Merry Meet. Merry Part. And And Merry Merry Meet meet again. again.